Today on a chilling episode of Real Ghost Stories Online that some believe was the inspiration for Tammy Faye Baker's makeup, an eventual divorce from Jim Baker. We asked Jim to comment, but we didn't hear back, as he was too busy convincing a bunch of rubes to purchase water laced with silver. As this evil, demented man lines his pockets and claims that the Lord spoke to him and encouraged him to rape the wallets of these idiots he calls followers. Satan did, however, get back to us and let us know that he is a special place in hell for Jim Baker once he kicks it. When a woman learns that her neighbor has been laying on the floor of his own home, dead and decaying for weeks before someone noticed, a grim feeling begins to set in around the neighborhood. As slowly, items start moving on their own, in a very real sense that this former neighbor may not have traveled all too far from the place of his death. As his spirit seems to take up new residence with unsuspecting neighbors that fear what he could do on the other side. That story and much more, today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802. In at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown, and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That indeed it is. Welcome to the program. 855-853-4802 is the phone number you can call and share your ghost story with us. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Please do check that out or write in at our website, realghoststoriesonline.com. Uh, and if you really, you've been liking this show over the month of October and you're wanting to know where can I get more, uh, our archive of episodes, it is there for you. Uh, all you got to do is uh, go to ghostpodcast.com and uh, sign up to be what we call an extra podcast person, an EPP. You'll get access to all of our episodes. It's the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories ever created. And I'm not exaggerating. It literally is. You also get access to our bonus episodes. So we have new ones for you every single week that come out exclusively for EPPs uh, and our supporters uh, and uh, also uh, advanced episodes and all of it commercial free. No ads whatsoever. So you can sit there, binge and binge and binge. No ads and just straight up ghost stories. Uh, if you started listening now, you might be done by, I don't know, Easter, maybe I'd somewhere probably around there, maybe a little bit further, probably actually further out than that, quite honestly. So, I don't know. It's a, it's a lot of listening to do. Uh, Tony and uh, Carol Hughes with you on today's episode. What's going on? Well, today I got a message. And so I said I would give him a shout out. So I'm doing that. But I thought this was really cool. It says, hello, Carol. My name is Gerard and I am from South Africa. And I don't remember ever hearing anybody from South Africa before. So I thought that was really cool. Hey, we've got he some letters. He, that he's a real Ghost Stories Online listener. Like the show very much. I'm also a big fan of you, too, and hope you have a wonderful weekend. That was sweet. But he said, greetings, Gerard. So I said, I'm going to give you a shout out. That's very cool. Isn't that I mean, cool? You just forget. Like, you just think, you know, I'm sitting here in the middle of Kansas. You're in the middle of Arkansas. And you don't know who's listening. No, you don't. I mean, you used to have a have some sort of a either a giant antenna or uh, people that would do the what is it? The shortwave radios. That was always kind of I, I never got into that. I know a lot of people still do it, but that was always fascinating where you could speak with someone on the other part of the world that way. But obviously that was prior to the uh, the Internet and everything that we got here. It's yeah, it's mind blowing. <laughs> it it yeah. really is. I just thought that was really cool. Yeah. 
Very cool. Uh, made my day. Yeah, I always love to hear it uh, from everybody who find like kind of their story, where they're from, and you know, all that. It's always always so interesting. And I really do like hearing from the listeners. I get messages on Instagram and on Facebook. So if anybody wants to message me, just go ahead. Now I'm you're gonna get friendly. you're gonna get a lot of nudes now, Carol. You're gonna get a lot of nudes. Oh, speaking of that, there's <laughs> I started. You know, this guy's like, "Hi, how are you? I I saw your profile. I would like to be your friend." One of those sort of things <laughs> that you, you always ignore. Yeah. So this time I'm like, "Hi, I like to make new friends too." <laughs> Just to see what would happen. And so then he's like, so we kind of been going back and forth for a couple of days. And then he says, um, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing fine. Then he's okay. Good. Nice to have you as a friend. Yes, you too. And I do like T-O and not T-O-O. Uh-huh. He said, are you married or single? And then he said, well, I am Martin. I was born and raised in Dallas. <laughs> she really, the way he talks. I am Martin. I was born. Right. I can tell I was born and raised. And um, I said, I am single. Um, my husband worked on an oil rig and was killed. He worked in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> you going to like take this to deep water? Well, that's what they all are doing. They're all oil workers and they're out there and they need gift cards. And so I was like, I married one of you. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that what and that said, is? Is that seriously what that is? Oh, they all do that. So and he hasn't asked me for anything yet. He said, sorry to hear that. <laughs> Do you have kids? I said, yes, I have 10. <laughs> and he said, okay, what are you do, doing for a living? And I said, I work as a cashier. And I spelled it C-A-C-H-I-E-R. <laughs> I said, I work as a cashier at Dollar Store. <laughs> and then he said, and then what's funny is that then I think he got kind of confused. And then he says, because I think, you know, he's doing this with lots of women at the same time. Mm -hmm. And then he says, hello. And I said, hello, with a question mark. He said, I'm very sorry to hear that. <laughs> like, very sorry to hear what? Your husband was killed. What do you do for a living? <laughs> like, you already asked me that. Yeah. <laughs> and then he said, okay. Then he messaged me back like three hours later with a hi, and I have not responded. And I'm going to keep fucking with him. I'm going to be like, if he asked me for Amazon card, I'm going to tell him I got a vision card. <laughs> But I can't send it to him because all my grandkids live with me. <laughs> and then I'm going to ask him for money. <laughs> You're going to ask him for money. <laughs> At first I felt really creepy doing it. And then I was like, oh, I'm fucking with him. Like these people, I see what they do to women on Dr. Phil. <laughs> I'm like, I'm doing it. I've never, I didn't know that this existed with the people on oil rigs Doing yeah, this. yeah. A lot of them are on oil rigs, and then they can't get off for whatever reason, or or they're stranded in a country and they had an accident, or they, you know, there's all these excuses for everything. Mm -hmm. So he hasn't told me where he's at yet, but I'll find out and I'll 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 update you. Wow. Yeah. And then you, yeah, maybe next week I'll have an update. They ask for gift cards, or, or what are they? Yeah, gift cards is the thing. Like they want me to go. Like the, they asked for like five hundred dollars in Amazon gift cards or something. I'm guessing Prime doesn't deliver to the rig, though. Well, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, uh -huh. I'm like, I'm just gonna look for all of the what 
like any of the scam things. So if anybody has a suggestion, just let me know, email it to me because I think um, I'm going to use all the stereotypical scam stuff on him, but just in reverse, like I married that guy. Yeah. Well, my second husband, he was also stranded in Nigeria or whatever, wherever (laughs) I say he's stranded. Like, and they're all trying to get back to the United States because he was born and raised in Dallas, (laughs) not raised, (laughs) just born and raised. Born and raised. Yeah. (laughs) I'll keep you posted. Yes. It's been entertaining uh, today. Gosh, I need like some soap opera music when uh, when this comes up. So okay, next week I'll have an update. Okay, I'm excited. All for right, that. okay, uh, awesome. Eight eight five five eight five three forty eight zero two. Our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Got our first letter. It says, "Hey guys, my story begins back in 2012 when my roommate Becca and I moved into a townhouse in Portland, Oregon." The townhouses were nice, but the neighborhood around them were not so nice. As in, you don't go out after dark. Nice. We had a guy neighbor who we will call Bill, which gave my roommate and I the creeps. He lived right next door to us and would watch us come and go from his upstairs bedroom window, not even trying to hide it. He would just sit there on the ledge of his window, staring. I was leaving for work one day, and he shouted out the window, if I worked for a certain hospital. All the hair on my neck instantly raised up. I cautiously asked him why he wanted to know. He went on to tell me he used to work there and knew my aunt. I didn't say much back, just nodded and continued to my car. About a week or two later, I was uh, walking up to my townhouse and noticed a coroner's vehicle parked next to where I live, a body coming out on a stretcher. My jaw dropped and I immediately asked my landlord what happened. She told us that he died most likely of a drug overdose and that his girlfriend was too afraid to call for help because she didn't want to get in trouble. So she left his body there in the townhouse for a week before she called the authorities. I relayed this information to my roommates. We started talking about Bill, how creepy the whole situation was. I don't think Bill enjoyed our conversation because that's when the paranormal activity began i was up in my room sitting in on my bed with my dog cooper doing homework and all of a sudden cooper starts growling and then literally flies off the bed as if someone pushed him off i screamed and i jumped off my bed to see if my dog was okay my roommate comes flying up the stairs to see what all the screaming was about and i tell her her face goes white and she begins to tell me the experiences she's been having strange noises, footsteps, knocking on the wall. She played it off as it being an old townhouse until we put two and two together and remembered our neighbor, Bill. We most definitely knew it was him. A few nights later, I'm back in my room and I'm trying to fall asleep. I'm lying on my side away from the door when suddenly I hear a deep male voice say right in my ear, Hey! Clear as day. I froze. All the hair was standing up on my body. I gather my thoughts of what just happened and finally told him to go away. The next morning was Sunday and my roommate and I are getting ready to leave for church. We both are standing in front of the fridge and I'm telling my roommate what I experienced the night before. All of a sudden, one of our magnets goes flying off our fridge in between us. It didn't fall. It flew. We both looked at each other, our eyes the size of saucers, and ran out of the door hoping for the best for our two dogs. That evening, we had a friend over who's sensitive, and she told us it's a male who's haunting the place and may have lived close by and had an untimely death. She said it was not nice at all. 
and that we needed to take precautions. She didn't know the story about Bill until we told her later on. Activity continued until my roommate moved out and my husband moved in. Once my husband came, the activity seemed to die down to almost nothing. I don't know if it was because there was a living male there now or if it was because my roommate moved away. I guess I'll never know because I ended up moving away from there about a year later and never looked back. Hope you enjoyed the story. Carissa. Thoughts on that? That's creepy. Because as, as the story was going on, I'm like, that is a really weird concept to, like, you know the person who's haunting you. Because he was kind of creeping you out before he died and then he died and now you know who that guy is and he was already creepy before and now it's like there's that whole level of unknown like what is this and the creepy ass guy now could see me taking a shower or I don't know I would have so many thoughts I know that was kind of what I was thinking too it was like well this could be worse now because now he used to just leer at you you know across the way now he can see sitting there on the shower ledge while you're scrub a dubbing. Right. You know, and yeah, it's. <laughs> or do you find it more? Is it, you know, is it kind of empowering? Because, you know, it's like, Bob, get out of here. You know, that's ridiculous. You can't do this. And, and he's dead. We and you kind can- of intimidated <laughs> be, by him before. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you could have said that to his face. I don't know. It's just like put this whole thought in my head about like being haunted by someone you kind of know. I think and it would be. Would a, you talk and react to it differently because you know him? I don't know. I, I think it would be, you know, if you know he was creepy then, he's probably creepy now. I think it'd be a really uneasy, infringing type energy feeling where it's like this, there's something here that shouldn't well, and be. And it here. obviously was. You can tell by the story. Yeah. Because normally you think of those are the people who are the guardian angel types. You know, it's grandma and she's looking over you and weird things are happening. But, you know, that's the rocking chair that she always sat in. Nope. It's it's moving on its own. Just Bob and he's looking over (laughs) you, too, in a totally different way. Yeah, that's just creepy. Yeah. Because the fact that it happened right after he died, and then it was a, you know, and it might not have been a horrific death. I don't know. You know, maybe drug overdose, he basically fell asleep. But then you have been just decaying for a week. Yeah. And nobody finds you like that'd be enough as a ghost to kind of piss, piss you off. I think you kind of get like a little glutinous at that point too, where, you know, when they peel you up, parts parts of you might stick. <laughs> you know, just oh, uh, and and here's what I'm here's my reference point. I had pigs, and I uh, did oh, not. You had that one that died. I had. Well, they both ended up dying. Uh, oh, but um, the I, I didn't know it. Honestly, for because they have a big feeder, so they weren't an animal I had to feed every day of the week. Uh, it was there, and they were you know, they could just wander around in their little pen, and they, they lived the good life. Yeah, they were happy. They were in their house, and they were sleeping most of the time. Um, and then I walked over when I noticed there was kind of an ordinate amount of flies over in one area, 
and I went over and it looked like he was sleeping. He was not sleeping. He was dead. Um, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, and then I had to figure out how to get this roughly 300 pound dead weight creature, uh, out of this, uh, pen and then hoist it onto something or take it somewhere, uh, where it can, you know, be buried. And, uh, that was, that was difficult. And it was gross because difficult would be an understatement. Because I think. when that I, uh, difficult. when I, when I, you know, he, I think he was dead for a handful of days and it, uh, yeah, kind of like, I, I believe like a hoof fell off <laughs> or, or, or like not the whole, but like a big chunk of the, the foot kind of like, it's kind of right off. It's like, oh my God. And it smell it was the worst smell in the world. I've never smelled, um, I've smelled death before dead things, but it was more like, you know, a, something that got hit in the road or something like that when you're out for a walk i i I'd never smelled it um i've never smelled a dead human um but uh i did smell the dead pig and i gotta say that was horrific that was like oh my oh, god oh i can't imagine oh my god there was nothing i i i did throw up at one time uh because it was I, I had to figure out a way to get it down there i didn't really have anything to put it on to like pull it so i literally strapped um uh straps basically around it and then i i had the four-wheeler and i drug it down by the creek and river area uh where i could bury it there and i just went really slow with it but even going slow it's still you know it's dead weight and it's flesh and that sort of stuff and so okay parts are coming off and that's gross then yeah that's gross <laughs> that's your horror story for the day from me not even that was a yeah. real horror story now when you uh sometimes uh, they say the legend goes that uh, every once in a while on my driveway you can see a pig a pig that's not walking he's just being floating seemingly along the gravel the ghost of the pig that's what the villagers or the horses say actually i've heard from them the ones that are on the other side of my neighbor's land oh i thought you meant the other side like heaven <laughs> no the other side of the fence the other side of the fence that's yeah or whatever you believe that the, side the other side and the horses communicate this to me uh <laughs> I like five, you've got that one-on-one connection going oh yeah we look into each, each other's eyes we tell each other sweet nothings too bad you didn't have that relationship with your pigs <laughs> that poor pig went oh so yeah long. yeah you would have known i would have known we could have What is this song? I can't hear it. It was Sexual Healing by... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You're so weird. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Not even going to argue that. Kind of figured that out a little bit by now, but uh, yeah. Uh, let's go to our next uh, letter. It says, hello there. I'm in the UK and I've listened for a while now, especially while we work on our new house. It's making the time fly while stripping endless wallpaper. Okay, here's my family's odd experience. When I was just turning eight, we moved into a house that was just over 100 years old. Not massively old for the UK, but I found the house quite dark and a little spooky. 
Bedtimes were the worst. My little sister and I would race up the stairs because the feeling we would get on those stairs made the hairs on the back of our neck stand up. God forbid if one of us needed to go to the toilet in the evening. There was no downstairs toilet, so we'd race up the stairs, lock the bathroom doors quick as possible, and then fling ourselves back down again when we had finished. Neither of us ever saw anything on the stairs, but it just felt wrong. One day after we had lived in the house for uh, getting uh, for a year, we're out in the garden having a barbecue. We were all chatting merrily when mom looked up at the house and exclaimed, goodness, that curtain is filthy. Look, it's black almost. We all looked to where she was staring and there in the window of the bathroom was one whiter than white curtain and one filthy black curtain. It was dappled glass. You get to the bathroom, so it's didn't really stand out a, a massive amount, but you could see the difference if you gave it more than a fleeting glance. We all sat there looking up confused. My mu- dad blurted out, hang on a minute, that's a double pane window. We've only got a single pane window in the bathroom. They were all a bit dumbfounded. We raced upstairs and sure enough, just one single with window then wall. A few days later, dad started to put down the wall in the bathroom that covered the extra window pane And there it was, the dirty old black net curtain that had been bricked in. So bizarre and for no apparent reason. Nothing else was found. I'm not saying these things were related, but here's a few of the odd things that happened mainly to my dad after this window was revealed. My dad worked nights at an airport, and one day when he was home sleeping after a shift, he awoke to the sound of my sister whose small room was next door to my parents. He could hear her reading a book, he said. He could even make out the sound of her turning the big pages of a children's book. Dad called out to her, presuming we were back home. It was a weekend, and we had been out at the shops with Mom, and no answer. But she carried on reading. He called again, and nothing. He got out of bed, walked into my sister's room, and it was empty. He walked to the window and looked out at the drive, and there was no car. We weren't home and the noise was gone. One day, Dad walked into the bathroom out of the corner of his eye and he saw the bath full of water and what looked like a girl under the water. It gave him the fright of his life, thinking it was one of us in the trouble, and he turned panic, properly looked, there's nothing there. Not even the water, the bath was empty. On one occasion, I was lying in bed, ill, looking up at the ceiling and just out of my eye line, I could have sworn I saw someone crawl across my floor fast like a baby crawling. I was so freaked out I literally jumped up from bed to the hallway landing without touching the floor and flew downstairs to my mom and she thought I was crazy. Now there's the thing. My dad never told me any of these stories, at least not at first. One night at a family party when I was a teenager, everyone was a bit tipsy. My aunt started to say something and my dad said, to her it wasn't too late i had heard the word ghost and i wasn't going to let the slide door or that led to the shh take away from the story that was awaiting me it all came out my dad was really cross with my aunt for mentioning it dad was worried we would become scared of the house and didn't want us knowing a thing i was astounded by it all We left the house when I was 18. Honestly, I was pleased as I never felt comfortable in it alone or at night. My dad passed away four years ago. It was sudden and unexpected, 
and he was only in his mid-fifties. I wish every day that if there's truly such a thing as a ghost, I will see his. But I know he would mm -hmm. never show himself for fear of scaring me. How unfair. Just to round the story off, this Christmas, we had my dad's younger brother, our uncle, round for a visit. Me and my sister suddenly remembered that our uncle had lived with us for a short time, about a year, when we were kids in that very house. We hadn't thought of it before. Uncle Bob, did you ever see anything strange in that old house? What you mean, the girl? Yes, I replied. Or yes, came his reply. And that's it. Got a few other spooky happenings, but nothing half as much as that was. Love the show. Best. Caroline in Buckinghamshire, South England. Thoughts? Well, number one, I'm really sorry about her dad. That's really hard to lose your dad, especially he's in his 50s. That's just hard. Um, so that made me sad. But, you know, it's, you know, I just, living in a house that was like that where you never felt comfortable you didn't want to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night like and then to live in that house as long as she lived in that house i can't imagine that and you know too it was like when we lived there my parents never talked any stories and i think that that's what parents do because like she said doesn't want to scare the kids yeah but then at the same time, I think the kids kind of need to know that they're not crazy. But I get why, as a parent, you don't want to reinforce that to make your kids more scared. Yeah. I think that's a tough situation to be in. But obviously, there was most definitely something there. And it was kind of nice that they were able to get the confirmation from the uncle. Mm -hmm. You know? Because I bet there's stories like they don't even remember once, you know, he kind of confirmed that. It's like, oh, yeah. I bet there was a lot of interesting ones that came out that night with the uncle. You know it. Yeah, that'd be very... That's just... But, you know, and, and like as far as the dad not wanting to scare her, I think that... And we talk about this all the time. I think that, like, dad might be around... But not in that super obvious, because I don't want my dad to scare me. Like, that's the last thing I would want is to actually see my dad. Like, no, because I would scare the shit out of me. But like a nice visitation dream would be good or like finding a penny or look for the little signs. And I bet like her dad's all around. I, I'm, I I'm fascinated by what the hell everyone was seeing with that window. It was almost like they were seeing the window in a different time period. Well, but didn't they find the curtain? It was like, it was blocked off. Like they had it was for some reason. Off. Yeah, and it was yeah. a double pane window. And when like, he got up why there. Why did they do that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, houses, you know, you build, you renovate, things like that. But it was almost like they were seeing the window and what it looked like at a different point in time. When he gets up there and then it's, well, everything's back realize, to normal. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah. That's just crazy. That's a good, creepy story. It was. I liked it. Thank you for calling in. Let's get another caller at 855-853-4802. Hi. All right. So I live in Taos, New Mexico. Oh, by the way, my name's Michael. And I live in Taos, New Mexico. And freaking one night I'm asleep and I hear this door jiggle. Like my door starts to shake. And my door is locked because I live in a separate house from my the rest of my family. 
and I hear it open. I don't think much of it. I figure maybe I didn't hear it right. But then I see my dog. My dog's looking down at my feet. And I hear my little brother's voice. And me and my brother are 15 years apart. He was like 13 at the time. And I hear him tell me, hey, brother, look at me. And I kind of open my eyes thinking, what? He goes, well, the door was locked, but I'm in now. You should look at me. And my room's pitch black, and it's like 12 at night. So I'm sitting there trying to figure out, like, if I'm asleep. And then it gets quiet. And I think, okay, maybe I just, you know, it was a dream. I woke up from a dream. I turn around, like, I go, to, like, turn to go back to sleep, like, laying on my side. And I feel somebody, like, kneeling at my bed. Like, my feet go down, like, the impressions of something kneeling. And I hear him say again, hey, brother, you need to look at me. And it gets real quiet. And my dog's tail starts to kind of wag, like, as if he's looking at somebody. And I sleep with, like, I sleep with my gun next to my bed because it's kind of out in the country. And I think I grab it, you know, like, because that can't be my brother. But at the same time, it goes to my head, like, if it is my brother, I can't pull my shotgun on a 13-year-old. And then he just goes, fine, be that way. He gets up, and I hear the footsteps going towards the door. Now, keep in mind, I didn't hear them come in, really. But he goes to the door, and that's all I hear. So I lay there in the pitch black for another, like, five minutes. And I find my phone, I find the remote, and I turn on my TV to illuminate my room. And the only door that I really have there goes to the outside, because that's just how it's set up. And I look over, and it's open. And I was like, I could have sworn I deadbolted it. Because I do it every night. I get up and I go to shut the door and there's fresh snow on the ground but there's no breaks in the snow there's no footprints mm. but there are wet footprints going into my room but nothing leaving and the snow outside is undisturbed I stayed up the rest of that night trying to figure out what that was and if it ever actually left my room I no longer live there, but I go back every once in a while, and still there's this vibe in that room that's just not right. I don't know if this is what y'all are looking for, but I'd love, you know, some feedback from you guys if y'all would like. And, I mean, love the podcast. Keep it going. Dr. Carroll, what do you think? <laughs> wow. Wow. So... That was kind of creeping me out. And then I didn't see the snow part coming. Yeah. Because I was like, then at the end, I'm like, well, maybe his brother did get in the house. Maybe his brother was trying to wake him up. But then the fact that the door's open, I was like, okay, kid came in, kid left. But the snow part, then what's that? Like you would, unless it had been, you know... If it was snowing, if it was actively a snowing, amount, yeah, that would that would hide it pretty quick. If it's, you know, if it was that active. could hide it. So I guess there are some, you know, questions 
How much was it snowing? Was, was it the... snowing one inch per hour? What were the size? That was my closest, was my closest yeah. Keith Morrison, and it's not very good. I'm what sorry. Were the... I need to work on it. What were but... the size of the flakes? <laughs> Large. Did they dime size? resemble the snowflakes in the Disney hit movie Frozen? And if you could be Anna or Elsa for a day, who would you be? Did you say if you could be on Elsa for a day? Anna or Elsa oh, for a day. Oh, oh, oh. I was like, what are you doing with this story? On Elsa for a day. <laughs> I, oh, my God. I don't quite know where to go with that. No, that's not where I was going with it. But uh, <laughs> that seems to be where Carol took it. <laughs> Anyways, back to the snow. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess there's a few questions because... But it's super creepy, too, even if it is his brother. That's yeah, creepy. It is. Like, you don't come in the house and go, look at me. Yeah. Look at me. I might. I you mean, that, that'd be, if I'm a ghost in it up, I might do that. I'm like, look at me. Oh, God. Look ever. at me. Like, what is it? I'm like, hi, I'm your grandpa. <laughs> Remember me? I died 10 years ago. Yeah. Look at me. Yeah. You know those ghost stories? That's me. That's me. So, <laughs> trust me. I know how to freak the shit out of all of you. So, you better be fucking good or you're going to be traumatized. Okay? I'm just saying. And I'm just telling you right now, your mom's way worse than me because that would be Harper. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you think I'm a smart yeah. ass. Yeah. Harper's now grown up. I thought I was twisted when I was her age. Uh-uh. Your mom has me beaten by miles. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, just beware, okay? No fucking around here. This is the deal. You be good, or I'm going to scare the shit out of you. Okay? Love you. Okay, bye now. Have this a is... good day. Look at me. <laughs> I'm going to end everything in the laugh, where it's just and then this horribly creepy laugh. It could be like something like, hey, I, I heard you had kind of a rough day. You doing okay? Just know I'm watching out for you. Have a good one. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what. Like Dad, quit laughing like that. Or granddad, quit laughing like that. I can't help it. Yeah, Sorry. Real positive, but no matter what, it ends with that. <laughs> the laugh. I like that. I like that. Keep it when you're a ghost. It's a signature. Do it. Do I'm it. just saying now, they're going to find the episode and be like, shit, that's what he's doing. All right, that's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, support us, keep us on the air, become an extra podcast person. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or through the Patreon app. The link is there at ghostpodcast.com. Get access to all the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, the archive, and it's all completely commercial free. Check it out, ghostpodcast.com. Until next time, for Carol and all of us at Real Ghost Stories Online, I'm Tony Bruschi. Thanks for listening. Wow. <laughs>